0: I just had this random thought triggered by a Justin Bieber song. Uh, Did I say Bieber? Bieber. Justin Bieber. I was dating this girl years ago, a long time ago. This was uh, in the middle of my my rebirth post-divorce, and I was just starting to to date again. And I remember she said, I'm going to, or oh, she went to a Justin Bieber concert, and she said, I want to fuck the shit out of that guy. And uh, she was like, she was going on and on about it, like literally, I fuck him to death. And I was like, oh my God, take it easy. And I remember um, being taken aback by that. And I was thinking to myself today, I wonder if it's because I'm not used to hearing m- women talk about men like that, because what I'm used to is men talking about women like that. I mean, especially in locker rooms when men you know say things like that all the time like when they're when they say oh you know i'm gonna break her in half and, and stuff like that and by the way men a baby comes out of there you are not breaking anything in half i don't care how big you think you are um unless you uh are the size of a baby not a baby arm but like an actual baby um you you are not breaking anyone but uh I don't know why I'm talking about this, uh, but I just had this random thought. Oh, I think I know why. I think um, that when it comes, well, this is proof that when it comes to society standards and how um, men talk about women, um, I think for women it's a double standard because when they say something like that, like I want to, Fuck some guy till he uh, till he shits his pants. Fuck him to to death or uh, uh, fuck the shit out of him. Uh, we we judge because I remember when hearing that I was like, oh my god, and I kind of was turned off and I was almost offended, uh, and I realized that it can't it comes from sis, the double standard I think that that uh, our society has on how women should. Um, present themselves and how men should because we're so used to um, men talking like, like that uh, and also men encouraging other men to in locker rooms uh, and then with women uh, they feel shame or they're blamed or judged when they're um, talking about who they want to fuck. Anyway, alright, let's talk about red flags. Or actually no, let's talk about green flags. <sighs> I always have to have a beverage when I'm talking or when I'm in a session, and so um, always uh, apologizing for slurpy sounds, <laughs> slurping sounds, uh, coffee sips. Uh, I drink the very loud. Here are three green flags. I talk about red red flags a lot, uh, and I thought let's talk about some green flags. Let's inject some hope. Let's give people a clue to know when to move forward and that they're on the, the right track and that their investment is, is solid. All right. So number one, and I, you know, there are many green, green flags. I'm going to just say three that I think are important and also not the obvious, right? Um, oh, maybe maybe uh, the obvious. I don't know, depending on, on um, what you think a, gra- a green flag is. Uh, but I think some, some of these people don't think about, even if they are obvious, so the first one, and maybe they don't t- think about them because they're too obvious, because the first one is that the person actually has a life. Now, let me let me explain. You know, when we meet someone, we usually have a life. It's probably why someone is attracted to us, because we have a life. We're bringing something to the table other than, um, I was going to say something dirty, but uh, anyway, that came and gone, because I was going to tie it to the... Baby arm stuff in the beginning, but it did. Anyway, uh, we bring something to the table, um, which is our life, right? And if we don't have a life, what are we bringing to the table other than chemistry or, you know, if there's attraction and all of that? But, you know, after the honeymoon phase, you have to have more than that, right? And so um, we always start off with a life. And then in the relationship, especially if we put the relationship above our life, And the relationship becomes, or the person that we're with, becomes the sun, S-U-N, sun, that we start revolving around, right? When we put that relationship or person on a pedestal, by the way, I'm drinking um, soda water, and that's why I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to, when you hear the weird pauses, it's me trying to hold in a burp. Having a life, when we enter a relationship or dating, losing a life, which happens to many, when the relationship becomes our life. So that's a pattern I see often. A green flag is when they have a life and keep working on their life as you are dating them. Okay, number two, kindness. Now, I'm not talking about being kind to you because that's of course if they weren't kind to you you probably wouldn't be with them um or maybe or maybe not maybe um you like assholes i don't know some people do because it's exciting um but that's not sustainable and eventually as you grow you will not like assholes but uh when you're when you're with someone who's kind not only to you but especially toward other people Because someone can be kind to you and be a dig to, like, the valet or disrespectful to servers. And to me, that's their true self, not them being kind to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that goes a lot further. So someone who is kind, just genuinely kind to the public, to servers, to the barista, to, you know, uh, the valet. Uh, Whenever I see people who are kind to other people, that is... um, that's a huge sign. It's very telling of who they are. You know, it's like that saying, um, you know, are you are you are you kind when people aren't looking? Is that the saying? Are you something when people aren't looking? I forgot what it was. I guess you could just fill in the blank. But you know, what are you doing when people aren't looking? Because that's what really matters. And I think when people are kind to people in service, when people are kind to the general public, not just to their partner or family and friends that goes a long way and i think that is a really huge green sign that that they are more consistent that their kindness is like grass fed butter and the third one is are they working on themselves i think that if you are not actively working on yourself and i'm not saying that you have to be in therapy right as a therapist i'm not saying that there's other ways to work on yourself but if you're not doing anything, if you are just existing in this world and not actively growing, uh, if you're not thirsty for growth and leading into your resistance and and having revelations and um, wanting to evolve, wanting to climb the other ladder, which is uh, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, you know, self-actualization, that ladder. Um, If you're... If you're not on that path, again, what are you bringing to the table? I think a lot of relationships uh, expire because people aren't actively growing, aren't actively working on themselves. I've, I've talked to so many couples where um, people start letting themselves go. You know, It's like when they're single... Yeah, uh, and I'm not saying that it's just about the aesthetics, but when they're single, they're like, you know, bodies all tight, abs, and they've got this, you know, amazing uh, fitness routine, and they're going places, and they're traveling, and, you know, they just seem like um, they're living an exciting life and really taking care of themselves, and then they get into a relationship and basically stop everything, and then it's just a lot of chips and um, Netflix, and they just start... Not taking care of themselves you know they, they just drop that ball and maybe they feel like oh now that i'm off, off the market i don't have to but you know what you do have to because if you don't that is false advertising you know um you 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 have to always be working on yourself in a relationship it's your i, I think it's your obligation and, and also your partner um because when you stop doing that, whatever that looks like to you, it's going to lopside the relationship. It's going to um, change the chemistry, you know? Uh, and there's nothing worse than two people doing that. I mean, that's so sad. And then, and then you have two people um, basically sinking in quicksand. So a green sign is someone who actively works on him or herself. Um, Whether they are single or in a relationship, that's just, they're non-negotiable. And of course, that could mean um, anything from, oh it should mean everything from uh, self-betterment to uh, feeding their brain to working on their, um, feeding their passion, creativity, and also uh, their connection to their body. Um, You know, whatever they like and whoever they want to be actively running toward that, right? Including their true north, like their passion, their purpose, all of that. That's, that's such a huge piston in the relationship engine. And when those pistons stop pumping, um, you just have two people looking at each other, wondering where they're going to go. So real quick recap, three green flags. And I'm sure I'll do many episodes with more. These are obvious, but they're so obvious, they're overlooked. Kindness, not just to you, but to other people, especially people in service. Huge green flag. Working on yourself. Always working on yourself, whatever that looks like, you know, in all areas, right? Not just working out, working on your um, emotional intelligence, working on your uh, feeding your brain, your passion, all of that stuff. Um, And then the third one is having a life, having a rich, full life. And I know we go through transitions and winters, um, but having a life working on that, um, like you did when you first met, that should not change. Those are all green flags. Thank you for listening to Do Well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on become a coach and explore the journey coaching intensive. See you in class.